What an exciting episode we have for you. You're about to hear about the 1999 movie, The Matrix, with our special guests, Tim Lanning and Jennifer Cheek. But before we begin, here's a quick rundown of our next couple episodes after that. On November 29th, 2017, we'll have Pulp Fiction with Fred Greenleaf and Sacred Cows player Matthew Morris. On December 27th, 2017, we'll have the movie A Christmas Story with our very own editor, Eli Ramsey, as the guest. Finally, in January 2018 will be the bonus month. We'll be bringing you two episodes. On January 17th, 2018, we'll have Star Wars The Last Jedi Panel. And on January 31st, 2018, we'll have our 2017 Movie Year in Review, as well as 2018 Year in Review in Advance episode. And we'll leave you with that. We've got other guests lined up already for 2018, so stay tuned. And now, on to the show. And now, a day in the life of the Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, what do I need for my trip to the Matrix? Pleather suit? Check. Twelve guns? Check. What am I forgetting? My team. Where is my team? Morpheus. I thought we were going to go, you know, do that thing down in the Matrix. Ah, uh, yes. Trinity. That thing. And so why are you still in your pajamas? Jeez, you even wear a tie with your pajamas. It's called an ascot. Sorry, Trinity. I'm not sure I can go to the Matrix today. I feel something... Extraordinary. There's a sensation rushing through my head. An existential presence exists within me. I feel as though, any moment, something could come bursting forth. Have you made a discovery that could lead you to the one? No. I think it was just that quart of Dozer's gas can gin I had last night. So what you're saying is, instead of coming with me to see the Oracle on my big day, you're going to spend the entire day in your bedtime suit because you're hungover. Oh, crap. That was today, wasn't it? Later. Well, if Morpheus is settling in for the afternoon, I'll just go see my buddy Cypher. My totally, totally platonic buddy Cypher. Trinity! Cypher, today's the big day. I've been waiting for this day. Me too. Alright, so I figure we'll definitely dine in the Matrix, since the only food choice here is Grey Snot. After that, I think a movie. The Blair Witch Project just came out. Wait, wait, Cypher. No, I'm sorry. I meant that it's my big day to go and see the Oracle. Oh. I'm sorry. It's just that I thought you meant... No. Ah, well, uh, sorry, Trin. As it turns out, I have something else going on today. Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, just, you know, something important. Did I hear you talking on the phone to someone named Smith just before I came in? <laughs> well, what? No, I mean, maybe. Uh, there are lots of guys named Smith, not just agents. I didn't say anything about agents. Neither did I. Well, don't let me keep you from doing that thing that was definitely not going on a date with me. Kill. I mean, see you later. Right. Bye. Damn it. Let's see who else is going to blow me off. Yep, there's a sock on the door to the loading program, so Mouse is in there with the woman in red. Gross. Ah, here comes Apoc and Switch. I can always count on those two. Apoc, Switch! Joining me for my big day with the Oracle, eh? Not like this. Not like this. Not like this! What's that all about? She tried and she tried, but she just can't get her whites white enough. I've done everything I can, but I almost got my head blasted off by a squid when I was out scavenging for some OxyClean. Okay, but none of that is going to matter in the Matrix. Switch's clothes are always blinding white in there. 
Really, some model grays would be more appropriate since we're trying to be stealthy. Try telling her that. I gotta go, Trinity. I have to figure out how to make some chlorine bleach from scratch. I'm glad your laundry is more important than keeping me alive in the Matrix. Not like this! She said that was a hurtful comment! Well, I guess my only friends left are Tank and Dozer, and they don't even have the hookups. But they're the only ones who can put me into the Matrix. Hey, Tank. Hey, Dozer. Oh, look. You're drunk again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, psh, It's all 500 hours somewhere. Oh, hello there. Well, look who decided to come through for me after all. Ready to go to the Oracle? Certainly not. My head is throbbing. Man, you plugged-in types can't handle your hooch. Here, have a little hair of the sentinel that lasered you. This stuff is absolutely dangerous. We should get rid of it as soon as possible. I'll have another. Well, this is a fine day for the Nebuchadnezzar. The crew is sobbing, apathetic, masturbating, possibly plotting to kill us, or otherwise getting wasted. Watch out, Matrix. We're coming for ya. One to beam down, Tank. Aye, aye, Mr. Sulu. Idiots. It's Sacred Cows Tonight! With your hosts, Mike and Pete. Featuring Disembodied Voice Guy. With special guests, Tim Lanning and Jennifer Cheek. Featuring the Sacred Cows Tonight band. And now welcome your hosts, Mike and Pete. Thanks, Disembodied Voice Guy. Say, Disembodied Voice Guy. Yes, Pete? How did you like all of those changes to your contract this year? That wasn't the exact same contract you had me sign last year? No way, we changed the shit out of that thing. I can't believe you signed it. Did you even read it? Time and again, I have requested a Latin version of the contract. We are not required by law to provide contractual documentation in a dead language. Well, damn it. I'm guessing you didn't make things better for me. So what did you take away? Ah, well, uh, let's see. It was uh, pretty much uh, everything. Oh, I am so angry right now. If you need me, I'll be in my trailer. Ah, ah, ah. That's not in the contract. Fine. I'll be in my changing room. Uh, uh, uh. In my storage closet? Nope. Come on! What do I get? We have reserved for you your very own ventilation shaft in the furnace room. I, I don't really want to butt in right now, but doesn't this seem a little not really fair or chill to uh, your friendly disembodied voice guy? Like, you shouldn't really treat him this way, right? Thank you, Tim. Somebody's speaking reason in this room. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, an experienced professional, and I, I think that he should at least get, like, a, a closet to hang in, a, out in or something. They they gave me a storage closet, but, I mean, can't we do a little better? You guys are, you guys are professionals. I mean... Uh, you know, a, a full trailer. A full trailer in M&Ms of your color of preference. You, get, you at least get water, right? I mean, that's standard. That's... SAG after demands at the minimum water. Well, yeah. you know, he doesn't really require water. I want it anyway. Cool. Great. I, I think you deserve it. I, honestly, I, I mean, I know that's kind of uncomfortable to say, like, with you guys right here, but I think he deserves water. Right, and exactly. We don't really want to get into the whole thing of money, but 
he got he seems like a big part of your show. Yeah. Oh, but he's happy to work for free, aren't you, disembodied I, voice guy? Oh, it's one of those four exposure types, oh. huh? You're one of those. So he's just supposed to be happy about the exposure he's getting. I think intern is maybe giving him a grandiose uh, title, but something like that. Quiet, Peter. Do you want what happened in Mesopotamia to happen to you again? Listen, uh, Jennifer and I, we don't want to come off as rude or high and mighty, but we're, we're right, Academy right. Award-winning podcasters here. We, you got to treat your people right or else they'll, they'll revolt, scram. They'll revolt <laughs> on you. Or scram and scradoodle. If you're lucky. I feel like DVG's already revolting. Oh, did you guys say that you're Academy Award-winning podcasters? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Academy? Well, well you know, well, I'm podcasters. It's... Semantics. It's a academy. An academy of podcasters. Of pa- podcasters. I mean, wow! Congratulations. I I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. Um, how about I give Mike and Pete the finger? <laughs> okay. And you guys, how about you need an announcer for your show? Uh, we're good. Ooh. Ooh. So we have a. Uh... I work cheap. Oh dang! Well, I think know, there's a package here for we me. We gotta ask our dad. Michael, um, if that's okay. Oh, we don't make decisions is the thing about it. <laughs> oh, my it, goodness. Though. I'm stupid. I can't pay attention to the G-chat where we make decisions. Oh, I'm I constantly missing it. I didn't even hit Audacity oh, to go. Oh, no. All right, oh, man. Oh. Well, that's our... Oh, seems like our wine delivery is being delivered. Oh, Thanks. a blue apron already? Okay, well, okay fine. Wow. I get it. If you need me, I'll be in my half a section of storage closet. It's a ventilation shaft. Welcome to the Sacred Cows Tonight podcast. With me, I've got Pete. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we've got our special guests from many a podcast, including the Academy Award-winning Drunks and Dragons podcast, Tim Lanning and Jennifer Cheek. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's great to be here. Oh. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 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 Critically acclaimed guests on our show tonight. <laughs> hey, we appreciate hey, you coming stop. on. Stop. We said a minimum of three accolades for each of us. <laughs> sprinkle them throughout. Yeah. Okay. The rest will go in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> thank, no. you. thank you. That's it. No, thank you for having us. Yeah, uh, no, this is uh, really fun. Yeah, it gave us an excuse to watch the movie that we did watch. I don't know if we can say it yet. Yeah, it's a. Sp- it's I don't a want to ruin the surprise. The reveal. Yeah. <laughs> surely, well, they already heard the joke, so. Well, surely no one looked at the episode title. They're just like going straight that? in. They're like the Matrix. Oh, it's an episode about math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. My favorite quilting. Okay. Yeah. So yes, we're here to talk about the 1999 movie, The Matrix. Some would say it's a classic. Others uh, would say they don't know, and. Uh, we have a unique viewing into this uh, with Jennifer Cheek having never seen this movie before. If it's okay if I tell people that. Literally, yeah, until literally today. I yep. had never seen The Matrix and knew like nothing about it somehow. I do not know how I have managed to live 30 years on this planet. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess for a part of that time, The Matrix didn't exist. So that's why I didn't know about it then. Yeah, about 13 of those years. <laughs> 13 were... of the Matrix less. Yeah. yeah it, it was kind of 12, hilarious. 12 of those years I didn't know about the Matrix, but 18 with no knowledge of the Matrix. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious just watching uh, the movie, which is actually, weirdly enough, on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I was super sure. I was assuming we were going to have to like run it somewhere. Right. Yeah. And I would turn towards Jennifer every now and again, like, We've seen this part yet, or you've nope. heard this phrase before, right? Or I have not. This is this this is a meme. This a third of this movie is a meme. <laughs> and I know about memes, but I think it's just because like the memes from the Matrix are so like anything but this or whatever. Like 
That's just like not a, like this. not like this. Whatever. No, it's just a phrase. Like, why would I know that that's from the Matrix? Like, yeah. it didn't trigger anything in my mind because I didn't know what it was from. Yeah. Well, this movie became pop culture references for the next 10 years, so to, to yeah. just not be clued into that is really a it's unique perspective. It's really weird. I, yeah. Uh, there, a thing about me is there are a lot of movies that like people are like, how have you not seen this? I, I, I don't know. I just have a big gap in my movie back, my movie background. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you guys talk about like general impressions of it at first, but I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching it today. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, we yeah. no we we kind of go in there We're using your eyes for the first time <gasps> yeah yeah finally I I the the veil was lifted from my eyes and I saw the matrix <laughs> well nice 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 so yeah I mean um uh, usually we we do start out with uh, you guys talking about I don't know uh, some things promotional things for your own shows and things uh, so oh, if there's cool. anything you want to talk about there why are you famous jump Tell right us. into the movie <laughs> yeah well I. I'm known for talking about how much I enjoy The Matrix. So <laughs> head on over. Tim's real claim so we got to the right guy. My main yeah. shit right. is enjoying The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, y- you know, uh, I'm a, the co-founder of geeklyinc.com uh, and the Geekly Inc., uh, I guess, brand slash community, uh, along with uh, my my good buddy Michael tomorrow and, and of course, none of it would really exist without Jennifer Cheek. Oh, thanks. Because we do a lot of nerdy shows and the it sounds cynical and, and kind of sh- can I swear? Yes, absolutely. It's, Fucking it's swear <laughs> so much already. Why don't you go ahead? It's going to be a cool podcast. Go oh, say, you got can to. I swear? If you ever guest on a show and you, you don't drop, can I swear? Then you're a fool. You're a fool. You got to write power move. Uh, I, I don't want to be uh, cynical and shitty, but it's like. Oh, a nerd show that has a lady What? who is what? funny. So, uh, yeah, you know, we have a Dungeons & Dragons show called Drunks and Dragons. Uh, there's a million and a half episodes, but... We're not always drunk on it. At least very I am, rarely drunk, I am actually. myself not always drunk yes, on it. Yeah. Because we record during the week, and I gotta get up and go to work the True. next day. And uh, we also have a, uh, a series of, what is it, TV rewatch shows, or whatever yeah. you call it, or... Or not rewatch, but... We started out Hot with a takes. show called Cast of Thrones. That's how actually all of this kind of started to begin yeah. with. That was about Game of Thrones. And as you all know, Game of Thrones is, there's not very much content anymore. No <laughs> new books. Uh, so we have started reviewing other TV shows like yep. we did. Uh, so we we have a, a feed for this now called The Hosts. And we have Westworld. We've done um, American, American Gods. Gods. <laughs> Tim and I, with our friend Ben, did the Pope Zone. Yeah, everyone probably knows us from the <laughs> the the hit podcast, the, the Pope, Pope Zone, Zone. <laughs> which covers the young Pope. And that's you guys. That's Holy us. crap! I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. My grandma listens to oh, it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, and and we're, another place you can find me is when Tim is doing his streaming videos. Sometimes you can see me in the background on mm-hmm. the couch watching anime. Yeah. Um, so that's where you'll find me on the net. Yeah. So that's that's how we you know that we're experts in all things hashtag media hashtag thoughts <laughs> hashtag millennial culture. So that's that's what we're all about. Awesome. Awesome. What a summary. That's very good. It felt long. And I could go longer, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm so glad to finally have you guys on. I mean, I, I've, I've uh, been listening to you, obviously, since the very first Cast of Thrones episode. And, and uh, you know, so we've long. known each other yeah. for a long time. So, yeah. Yep. I remember <laughs> hanging out uh, outside Chicago, just oh chatting God, about yeah. shit. Like, yeah. The first GeeklyCon. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, it's, it's really interesting because we have people that we've 
known since we've had very 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 few followers or listeners or yeah whatever so it's like we have this whole section of people who are our legit buddies that yeah. we love to see whenever we can at the convention we have every year GeeklyCon. uh so yeah no it we're definitely happy to help out our good buddy Mike Urban yeah. and the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like you guys too. Long time lurker here. <laughs> it's Mike's time if you could just <laughs> Yeah. Chill right. sex to say. My damn show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So let's I'm talk not. about the matrix. <laughs> oh, I, I said I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but good good segue mike what are we here to talk about today we're here to talk about the matrix so uh what we usually do is we give our guests the opportunity to like the thirty thousand foot view of like the plot of the movie so we just get that out of the way so we can spoil the hell out of it without anybody who's still wondering what the hell the matrix is uh you, you know, can't show you can't tell anyone what the matrix is. You yeah. have to see it. Right. Hackerman, Neo, he lives you, alone. You have to get out of it to know what the matrix exactly. is. Yeah, well, Jennifer, everybody's in the well, matrix. Well, yeah. can still Take it away. Yeah, let just, me th- yeah. This is my impression of the movie. Like I said, Hackerman Neo lives in a room by himself, very dirty. He it's really It's the 90s. Work on it's that. important to say it's the 90s. Meets cool hacker girl, Trinity. Uh, what happened next? I think, oh, they came to get him in his terrible hell job. Mm-hmm. Terrible nine to five. Um, what is that? Movie? Software Office company. space. Yes, thank no, you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. His like- office space-esque job. Um, mm-hmm. he, scary men in suits try to snatch him. Mm-hmm. And a voice, a, a phone, a phone delivered to him. And a man speaks to him and says, Neo, you must climb down the edge of this building. And he's like, no, thank you, sir. I'm going to get captured. I would prefer <laughs> to get captured than to climb down the side of this building. He does get captured. All right. You need to <laughs> summarize a little bit better. Yeah, 30,000 feet. <laughs> like super, super high. All right. Then Neo... Neil yeah, punches. I think this is the same running time of the movie. Too, <laughs> and then he dodges, and then he punches, and then he falls no, out of the helicopter. I guess the real summary is Neo finds out that he lives in the Matrix. He's been living in a goo pod all his damn yeah. life. Uh, he gets. He did re- skip the bug, which I know I'm making fun of you. I do want to talk about the bug. For a <laughs> we can get yeah. there later. Um, yeah, apparently Neo's the fucking chosen one or whatever, mm-hmm. and Lawrence Fishman's like, you're my guy, and I need you to come and defeat all these horrible sunglasses mans that are running around here. You're my guy. He, and, he yeah. do- and he does it. Lawrence Fishburn says, I'm you. the sunglasses guy. Ain't no other motherfuckers are gonna out-sunglass me. I think he's the crooked sunglasses guy, unfortunately, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> sides of them yeah they really like, need those arm things <laughs> what's that called a pince-nez or something like, oh yeah that, that is, yeah that is right Neil's a hurter. really bold choice that he makes <laughs> um yeah neil wins he, they shoot gun at him and he's like no thank you i do not want these bullets and uh he wins the matrix I wow think. <laughs> he wins the matrix yeah he, he solved except there's it. two sequels so he didn't he didn't <laughs> yeah we don't we're not going to talk about the sequels nope those didn't happen no, yeah those, <laughs> Things get much more painful as, after that. As far point. as I'm aware, they don't exist. Yeah, I, I keep, haven't seen them. I keep screaming the word Merovingian at Jennifer because I, I like to say it. Yeah, and I don't know what he's saying to yeah. me. Yeah, the Merovingian is good, and I like the Merovingian. But and the man in the the train station. Yeah, which Jennifer thinks is the hobo. I'm like, no, there's another one. But then also, I'm like, wait, is that Harry? Potter? There was more than one person yeah. in the train station. <laughs> okay, I think yeah. there's a. I, yeah, anyways, did important. I do a good job? <laughs> 
You did a very bad job. I know that they're not going to tell you that you did a bad job, but I'm here to tell you Maybe you did you very, try. very bad. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm going to tell you the truth, though. I loved it. Yeah. It was both good and very bad. Oh, and the other part that's important is that Trinity kisses a dead man. Yeah. And also you said it that brought you, him back to life. You promised me that you'd talk about the bug later, and then you never did. So that's well, kind of where... The episode hasn't, hasn't finished yet. Well, we were oh, actually okay. about to wrap up. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, we'll never talk about Trin- Oh, so so okay. All right. So yeah, now now is when we just open this stuff up to talk you about. You didn't mention that there's a matrix. Oh. <laughs> no, he wins the matrix. <laughs> yeah, but no one knows that. <laughs> it's like running man, you know, he wins. So there's also I stand by what I said. <laughs> Richard Dawson dies, it's all good. I talked about everything that was important. There's a Dude. world that has no sky because we fucked it up. And then it doesn't have much of anything from what I can see. It's like all, all decrepit. It's all fucked up. It's very bad. Yeah, and uh, the whole thing is because we fought robots too hard, and the yeah, robots are like, "Fuck you, fuck you." We tried to fight the robots by taking away the sun, but the robots fucked us harder, and the world is destroyed. We hashtag congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> yeah. Dot gif. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, it's a group of freedom fighters trying to bring back. Uh, uh, the human race on yeah. top of and this them... computer program that is what we're all in right now. Yeah. Which was co-opted uh, by per- neo-Nazis. Ooh. Oh. Google Hangouts. No, no. Yeah. no. Shit. <laughs> the computer program we're all in right now. Wait a sec. That doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense because they said this was the pinnacle of civilization. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, we, we, that is definitely And again, true. this came out in 1999, so I would, I would stand All by down that. Here. I would stand by that. All yeah. downhill from, there. <laughs> from 1999. Yeah. There will be some dips, you know, yeah. some troughs and yeah. peaks, but... Mostly down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mostly troughs. So I think we pretty much said everything that happens. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're sorry. I skipped the bug, too, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The bug. Yeah, well, like you said, the machines. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting machines in this movie. Tim, you want to talk about the bug? Tim, what do you want to say about that very bug? Scary. Get it out of your system. I hate it. I don't like it. I'm also kind Is there of... a, a, a personal reason you're afraid of this bug? It scared or... me when I was but a 15-year-old boy <laughs> way back when, probably in like 2001 or so. Is that right? Math time. Yes, that's right. Uh, I just remember that scene and also there's a lot of more there's a lot more body horror. In the Matrix than I remembered. The part where his mouth, like, covers over with skin was very upsetting yeah. to me. Yeah. That whole section kind of ha- has stood with me since I watched it at my buddy's house, Andy, uh, who I watched all movies that my pa- my ultra-religious parents wouldn't let me watch, even though we went to the same church and the same Christian high school. His dad loved to watch movies, so we would watch, like, a lot of rated R stuff. Like, don't be a menace while sipping... <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I remember <laughs> that movie. Don't be a menace to South Central, yeah. sipping your juice in the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I watched that Still with... Still a classic. classic. I watched that with them, and then I watched The Matrix and Awesome Powers and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, no, th- this movie has, has stuck with me since then. My buddy Chris Brantley, shout out Chris Brantley, who I haven't spoken to in a million years, uh, just told me the entire plot of The Matrix... What late one night after we snuck on to my Christian high school's, or I guess middle school at this point, um, uh, playground, and he literally told me everything about it. Just like it. I did. Just like you did. He said the exact, wait a second. Whoa. He, he said it just like you did. Yeah. Uh, so like even before I saw the movie, which I probably saw it in like 2001, 2002 or so, I knew a lot about it, and there's already commercials aping off of it. There were, you know, the uh, MTV Music Award, many things like that about it. Uh, it. It was just such an interesting thing when you're uh, but a youth. Um, 
way back when about the Matrix. Yeah. It really was a phenomenon at the time and the time period immediately after it came out. You know, it, it colored a lot of pop culture, especially in parody yeah. and, uh, and satire and that kind of yeah. thing. So, so since we know where you two have seen The Matrix first, uh, Jennifer, just the other day, and <laughs> Tim, Tim and in back in 2001. Uh, Pete, where did you yeah. first see it and like, what did it mean to you? I mean... Uh, well, this movie, this is one of those movies, again, that uh, I, I believe the copy that I watched this time, the DVD copy I watched this time, was the original I went out and bought <gasps> nice. after I uh, probably rented it from Mr. Movies <laughs> and uh, carried it around to all of the uh, all of my friends' houses being like, hey, do you like violence? <laughs> no, you will after you watch this. Because, <laughs> uh, well, it glorifies a, glorifies a little bit of violence. But, um, yeah, and I think later that year we all went out and bought trench coats and nice. silly little narrow sunglasses oh and God. probably looked absolutely terrible. I, but, I won't ask um, how old you are, but I will say, me personally, who's 31 right now, I did not go through any of those phases. The I did not phases. even try. Like I worked at a party store uh, when I was like 17-ish, and they had tons of the, the Neo and, and Co's uh, outfits and things like that. And thankfully, I was more of a ninja fellow myself <laughs> so i never went through an ironic or otherwise phase where well I'm... thank goodness you avoided embarrassment yeah exactly but just you just had the toe shoes take this nerd. i did a, have the toe shoes and not a neo uh, leather jacket i'm a popular guy okay well th th there's a trade-off I, I suppose but no I, I in 1999 i was in high school uh, nearing the end of it actually so uh yeah <laughs> i was probably one of those guys for a brief amount of time senior year right um actually you yeah the same i guess age, i would have so. been going into my senior year <laughs> so he yeah. knows. but it He's came out in march it. so uh, yeah it came out in march so we, it would have been our junior year actually but uh, ah, whatever <laughs> so mike uh you you must have been in a somewhat similar station at the time when you uh when you first saw well it. uh yeah it was it was it was interesting because i remember um i didn't see it in theaters and everybody was like you need to see it in in theaters and and i missed it I ended up watching it on uh, DVD when that first came out, and my mom is was super into sci-fi, so she rented it one night, and then she I didn't get to see it either, and she ended up like buying it the next day because like shit, this is awesome, and then she like sat us yeah. kids, me and my brother down, and like you have to watch this, so we did. Oh, that's and, great, and it was awesome. But uh, then I remember um, going back to school, and all these people are talking about like the Matrix in this AP Lit class that I was in. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, and the teacher was right up there like this is like downright shakespearean man and like i so we ended up we ended up doing um they will teach this a hundred years i know hence. i know oh so so the funny thing is we end up doing shakespeare uh, in the style of the matrix we did we did a scene from oh hamlet and i remember bringing in the matrix soundtrack and we played that in the back while we did like oh stimulated like bullet time and stuff in class and took a video of it it was so That's stupid. Amazing. That is Whoa. amazing. Okay. Next level stuff. You have to connect with the youths, you know. But my, my, my biggest experience with it in college, of course, um, I don't know. For some reason, I, I had a trench coat in college, I think. It wasn't because I was trying to. <laughs> for some reason, some unknown origin for that. <laughs> but I had sure trench coat and sunglasses been. on. It was shortly after I lost my hair. And I had some friends that were like, those sunglasses, like, you look like a white Morpheus, and that is how I ended up getting that that handle on. Okay. Oh my god, that is hilarious! Wow, that is a big reveal. All right, Man. so that that's where the Matrix really fit into my life. There was a guy on our campus who we literally <laughs> trench coat 
trench coat Mike. Do you remember him? Yeah, I cannot forget him. I he had to have been into the Matrix in retrospect. That guy. He wore gloves. He wore gloves. He had that like haircut uh, that was the the like part down the middle haircut he looked like he was in the matrix but this is like 2004 2005 yeah so like a little bit late but he was into it for sure <laughs> right well rest assured being a few years older than you two uh there were more there were more people who were still into the matrix when we were in college <laughs> yeah <laughs> so un- until we got to the sequels and then uh yeah, well it might have changed so <laughs> suddenly nobody was into yeah, it well, anymore. Well, uh, well strange that happened dropped it like a hot we'll talk about that in a different episode yeah <laughs> mike you mentioned dvds uh that you watched and i think this is probably not backed by all science but i feel like the matrix was one of those first movies that folks started to like rent slash buy right when dvd was a thing mm-hmm. right because when did that switchover really happen like, I don't know. Like I googled, D- like I was just down in a weird Google hole for a second. Sorry, hello, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> and I was trying to like figure out when DVDs were like a thing versus when DVDs were issued versus when DVDs sort of outsold VHSs or whatever like that. Because I-, I definitely so whenever they did the remasters, like the initial remasters of Star Wars, I had VHS versions of those, mm-hmm. and I would have been yes, it was like ninety seven. Yeah. 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 Around 97, the, the special editions that came yeah. out? Or are you talking the THX? Oh, uh, <laughs> man. I don't know. I, it, was, it was the thing. It was like the special editions. I, I just remember the box set. I still have my, it's still at my parents' house. So that, like, so what, we were still buying VHS tapes. Yeah. In like 97. Oh, yeah. So this was, you're right. So I think this must have been like one of the first, yeah, like, it, you can buy it on DVD. My quick Google said that yeah, DVD started one. in 95, but no one had them until. Like, later. my TV that I brought with me to college. Yeah had a VHS and DVD player on it. And that was in 2001? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Wait, what? No, 2005. Sorry, I'm doing my math wrong. Yeah, that, I think the DVD was mainstream then. Like, Blu-ray didn't really start taking off until PS3, so that, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, so The Matrix, yeah, definitely the rise of DVDs. And it, to be honest, it was one of those, um, it looked better on DVD. Although I, I held yeah. up, I have this VHS copy of The Matrix because my mom, oh, man. again, my mom Jeez. loved The Matrix so much that she had it on VHS as well as DVD. Because oh my she, had, have to. Both. she had to take it with her when she went camping. You know? <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, that is dedication. I don't know what that means. I'll I tell like you what, it. my mother does not love The Matrix nearly that much. Yeah. In fact, she thought the people on the cover looked freaky and didn't approve of it. <laughs> so then I looked freaky pretty shortly after that, and she didn't approve well, of it. Well, again, my mom whatever. was like StarCraft playing and everything, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh really? That's cool. You, you watched <laughs> Evangelion with your mom, didn't you? Yes, yes, we watched Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Amazing. Yeah, no, The Matrix is like fascinating as far as a cultural touchstone. I mean, they kind of blamed some of Columbine for The Matrix Ooh. and stuff yes. like that, you know. They watched um, The Matrix and played mm-hmm. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, trench coats were just as quickly <laughs> yep. out of favor. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was, well, tell that to trench coat Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you like, no, thank you. Wearing that strong through about 2009. Yeah. There's like, and obviously the, the Matrix is just a John Woo homage movie. Uh, homage, I guess. Homage? homage? How, how do you say that word? <laughs> we'll homage. edit out the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> we don't Let know. Let me just get it through. Homage, yeah, homage. homage. But it's just like a, a a homage to John Woo and and all the the Gunkata Kung Fu Hong Kong style movies that 
I didn't realize that the Matrix and the Wachowskis were kind of basing it on, but as I'm a very smart adult with many varied opinions on different topics, it's like, oh, cool. This is totally their way of being like, we're indie filmmakers. We don't have a lot under our belt yet, but we're going to make something that we think is cool. We love John Woo. We love this weird, <laughs> insane hacker culture. Uh, and- well, yeah, it's very, what was, what's the book that's all, oh my God, keep talking. Sorry. I'll, I, I can't, I don't make any sense. Something in simulation. Cool. Um, Simulacrum and simulation. Uh, yes, yes. They had the whole cast and crew read that book, oh, I really? believe. Um, or at least the the actors. Maybe Jennifer's not talking about that one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the other no, thing... I'm no, I'm talking about... Uh, it's like cyberpunk style. Oh, oh is it Neuromancer? Yes, I'm thinking of Neuromancer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. sure. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So what did you guys think? Of, like, did you just re-watch it? I assume recently to, to refresh yourselves or I watched it twice recently just to make sure I really, really remembered nice. things because really, it was one of yeah. those. I feel like this is, this is one of those movies that you get more the second time. If you haven't seen, mm-hmm. if you, you know, yeah, definitely. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think you get a lot after you see the sequels and then go back because the whole, the whole plot of this movie is they're trying to snatch up. The agents are trying to snatch up Morpheus in order to get the access codes to Zion. Mm. And on top of that, you get this little thing that Agent Smith is kind of pissed off with the Matrix and even lets you know that this is not the first Matrix. And then there's like hints at the Oracle and there's these kids that are her pupils you don't know what any of this means. It just just seems like kind of cool world building stuff like if you just watched the first one. Exactly. But Morpheus and uh, Morpheus and Smith are both speaking in a lot of exposition throughout this film. They're they're giving you a lot of that. That's but it, even though this story kind of functions as a standalone and they don't delve into lore too much, you do get a lot from these yeah. two guys, and it's just enough. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they do. The, um, like I thought it was all very interesting. Yeah. Like it wasn't too much. Right. So like, what vibe did you get about the Zion stuff and the end of the world stuff? I think that that kind of flew over my head, to be honest. And it, it should. It should be yeah. more of a. I wasn't like looking for it, so yeah. I didn't. I was a lot more focused on the uh, everyone's really cool other outfits <laughs> and the extreme fighting that they were doing, yeah. the kicks and the like running up the wall. Yeah, yeah. I, don't... I really do think that's what this first movie is about. Yeah. you know, it's not so much about you know, oh, how did the end times come to be and all that kind of thing. Which my pet theory, which Mike shot down the other day, <laughs> is that this is the aftermath of the Terminator universe. Oh, <laughs> nice. If you watch yeah. the Animatrix, it kind of spells it out explicitly, which is both less fun and more fun because the Animatrix is good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually tell you what happens in this movie too. But so there you go. I didn't. Uh, I watched this movie a lot, of course, in the 90s and early 2000s, and then I put it down until now. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in at least 10 years. Wow. I have to say, going back, if you remember that you liked The Matrix a lot, but you thought maybe you overwatched it, it's really worth coming back now. You've probably forgotten some of the big plot elements. Um, it feels a little bit more, I don't know, philosophical than than just the shoot 'em up yeah. that you know yeah. a, a, a youngster might think about it, that kind of thing. So I enjoyed coming back yeah it it, i loved it but i think i liked it for a different reason it feels overwritten and a little cheesier than i anticipate not that i didn't excuse me i anticipated it to feel overwritten because a lot of the snl uh, and um um, mtv video awards uh, (laughs) uh, skits about the matrix is like how over 
overwritten the characters are and things like that. So I kind of expected it to be a little bit of a time capsule, so to speak. And when I rewatched it, it totally worked as its own thing and not just as its own cheesy thing like oh this is crazy late 90s type stuff it's like no it, it was internally consistent it was a little bit cheesy but it worked it was a little overwritten self-serious but all of it just just somehow worked without being uh, feeling like it was a million and a half years ago yeah. each time they click open those nokia cell phones oh my god that so like satisfying. that woke that worked for me uh, this the CG the spin camera the first time was kind of goofy but I was like yeah I remember it's a style it's this a is a million years thing. ago no yeah. one had done it yet so I it, thought I told, the CG totally looked all right I considering it pretty good, that it man. was you know yeah. it's a you know not twenty years old but eighteen year old movie Something close uh, to yeah <laughs> I thought some of those freeze frame uh, uh, effects were really quite well done yeah they looked good. Like, honestly, I think it looks a lot better than some of the, like, current, like, over-CG'd stuff. Yep, definitely. Like, I actually preferred it to some more modern movies because it just looks so, like, there's Uncanny not, Valley. There's not a lot of practical effects, per se. The spin, the spin kick, the uh, swivel camera, I guess you could argue as a practical effect because they just use a thousand cameras to do it. Uh, yeah. But besides that, you know, it's like they have these janky-ass cyberpunk guns that shoot at or I guess they don't shoot at um, none of the robots they fight are are practical effects. Yeah. Right, but everything else is like you know practical enough that it works. Well, and and like like the um, I think it's the right mix of practical effects because you know they use like slow mo cameras too, like in the in the um, scene mm-hmm. where they're breaking into the federal building, and uh, they yep. actually had all those explosions. Those were real. Those were practical effects. You know, like they had to have the stunt yep. person actually like running ahead of the explosions yeah, totally. and all timed out and stuff like that. Oh man. And I yeah. remember, I remember watching the the making of it, and and there were some things that the Wachowskis kept in that were not intended. But you know how, like, when they're going out of the lobby there, and like you can see them from far away, and then all of a sudden, like the 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 cement falls off the wall there. Yeah, that wasn't supposed yeah. to fall off the wall. Mm-hmm. It just happened there. Really like, that <laughs> <is> awesome. <laughs> you know, keep it in. I yeah. guess. Glad we were taping. Yeah, that that part is amazing because it's just a kind of like it's a a sight gag that's like oh. <laughs> this whole entire room is completely wrecked and uh when that scene was about to start i was like jennifer this is one of the all-time great action <laughs> yes. scenes that, <laughs> that's easily i would say the most iconic scene of the movie that is well okay probably the most iconic and memorable scene of the movie plus you get that awesome propeller head song and all yeah. that mm-hmm. and this is where it's like gun violence is cool yeah <laughs> Uh, to be fair, it's pretty to, cool. To be quickly squashed cool. by current Those events. Those poor cops, though. I yeah. mean, <laughs> holy I know. shit! Well, this—you could tell this was a very this was a time capsule scene uh, because this happened in the pre nine eleven world, and to see this kind of thing yeah. now, it's just kind of like ooh, a little cringy. You know? Yeah, That's as soon true. as it started, it was like, oh yeah, we're about to see a lot of cops die. But again, they're yeah. not cops; they're batteries. They're, they're batteries. They're, they're in their goo pod. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, in the goo pod as well. But people whose mind is is. Under control, effectively, of the Matrix and the people that they... Yeah. They're slaves, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. mind slaves. And, and that's a good point, too, is that they did do several hedging their bets style, um, uh, uh, kind of, like, making sure people, like, nerds at home weren't 
but what about this? Like they do, a, they make sure that Neo's muscles are no longer atrophied. I they, lo- loved that because I was literally thinking, I was like, how is he going to be able to move or do anything yeah. when he's been in the goo pod forever? And yeah. they're like, oh, your muscles are atrophied. They have just like Uma Thurman and uh, Kill Bill. Yeah, she just exactly. wiggle his toes. Oh, for God's sakes. That's uh, a- <laughs> <laughs> they have Morpheus basically say, hey, man. All these people, while they're not our enemies, are part of the simulation, yeah. and they're directly serving the robot overlords. So they out, they are our enemies. So like we, they kinda, got to go. They're collateral damage. Here. We can't save everyone, but to save some, we you have gotta, to break some eggs. I guess yeah, some cops. A little dark, but whatever. But they did a pretty <laughs> good job of of hedging the bets and letting yeah. you know it's, it's internally consistent without. Knowing all the lore. I mean, like, he even says, cool. he even says, like, this takes place in the Matrix is in 1999 because, you know, that's when the, the machines thought was the pinnacle of our civilization. So mm-hmm. that's why everything looks like it's 1999. And it's they're fucked still up CRTs. that they're right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a question about that. I have a question about that. It's 1999 in the Matrix, the pinnacle of our civilization. Does that mean it's 1999 every year? In the Matrix, that's, like, like, that's is a great it question. Nineteen nine in the Matrix. Damn. Like, did they? I mean, because otherwise, if it's two hundred years in the future, they would have started in seventeen ninety nine. Well, I mean, clearly it, not. Without getting into the, the sequels, without getting into the sequels, you know, uh, obviously the things are progressing in the sequels, um, and then they reset it. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, maybe they had been reset. Maybe they had to reset it every now and then again. I like to think that I've it's a world where everybody's just like, it's 1999, and then it's like, Happy New Year, 1999, <laughs> and nobody notices. It's a Groundhog 1999. Hey, yeah, I mean, if George R. R. Martin can do like it for Game of Thrones, and it's always medieval times. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they just, like, wipe their memory or something. Because at the end of The Matrix 3, I think they touch on this, but I never put two and two together. Anyways, mm. here we are. You blew my mind. Was not prepared for that on this episode. Thank you so much. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Yay! Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! I know how the timeline in Matrix might work. I I do think that watching the Matrix now in a post John Wick one and two world mm. is very very cool and chill and dope. I'm super curious what a Sacred Cows episode about the Matrix that would. What that would look like before John Wick came out, mm. oh. and I wish we had our own. I haven't seen John Wick. John Wick fucking rules. John Wick. <laughs> I've awesome. heard only good things about John it. Wick. John Wick was cool, but for me, that was more about Keanu Reeves than it was about the Matrix. It was like Keanu Reeves, like, oh look, Keanu Reeves has got a, another successful action. Pete, you role need to see John Wick too. Meanwhile, you know, I thought he was just a wooden <laughs> dummy for the fifteen years after the Matrix. I, came. I, I do feel like John, uh, John. I feel like Keanu Reeves is having a resurgence right now. I feel like people are like into Keanu again. Yeah, definitely. I feel, well, maybe it's just like my weird little circle of Twitter, but I feel like people have talked about like what a like cool and like nice guy he is. Yeah, he'll, he'll be like, retweeted he, like and and he's in the spotlight. Yeah, at, like a he's pizza restaurant moved, or whatever. Moved beyond sad Keanu eating a sandwich on a bench, <laughs> I think at this point. So a, a good time to watch yeah. the Matrix again. It it was legendary in this movie, and that's sort of why he ended up doing John Wick. That like he insisted on doing so many of his own stunts. Like there, the stuntman yep. work stuff was just he was almost not there except where they were contractually obliged for safety reasons to mm. not have Keanu be there. Um, and like, yeah, he, he like broke like ribs and, and all sorts of crazy oh stuff my God. doing this. I, I literally said to Tim during this, I'm like, Keanu Reeves is looking good in this movie. Yeah. He's looking uh, very fit, very yeah. tight. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a Keanu Reeves based timeline. And I'm like, 
I don't remember when Point Break came out. I don't remember really when, when Bill and Ted's came out. Okay, but obviously time to go to before. IMDb right now. Uh, but I also kind of feel he was like... He kind of scrawny it, in Bill and Ted, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, scrawny, like... Um, yeah, yeah, he looked surfer, much younger. Boy. He's, he was like he looked like a teenager hmm. in that movie, but this one, you know, he I, I looked at it like he's so young compared to how he is in John Wick, but that makes sense. Like John Wick, he's the seasoned retiring, you know, hitman, and here he's young years Leo, older you know? also. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Reeves was also just coming off of like spinal fusion surgery right before this movie, so he was doing a lot of his stunts and working out while he was should have been in recovery yeah, wow. for that. Wow. So it makes him even more badass. I didn't know that. What a crazy man. Yeah. I know, right? He's nuts. <laughs> so, so yeah. We, I mean, let's talk about the the other cast members. So, of course, we've got Lawrence Fishburne as uh, as Morpheus in his undoubtedly most iconic role. Um, Definitely, just be- except for that Kevin Bacon movie with the bike messengers. He's also in Hannibal. Eighties. <laughs> okay, good point. Good point. Uh, and Blackish. <laughs> the the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Hannibal yet. I know I would love it, but I haven't it's seen great. it. Yet. It's great. It's good. That's good. It's good. He's very good at it. Um, Joe Pantoliano, is that how you? Yeah, Joey Pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Cypher. Yeah, he was also in Memento with Carrie Ann Moss, yep. uh, which came out a year later, and that was the th- the only thing I could think about when I saw the two of them on this film. Yeah, like, these two were also in Memento. Same casting director, who knows? Yeah, Jennifer was like, "Wait, she looks familiar." I'm like, "Yeah, she's in Memento." I know. Mm-hmm. She a looks lot of like stuff. Juliet from Lost is who she looks like. She looks like that actress. Yeah, but I've decided they're sisters. That they actress be. and her. Yeah, yeah. She's, not, she's she- not in a lot of stuff. No. She does look like Juliet from Lost. Looked, her crap. face looks like exactly like her. It was like really yeah. freaking me out the, the entire intense time. Eyes, yeah, for sure. I, 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 I think Loris Fishburne is chewing up the scenes. He silently steals the show, and I don't think this movie would work without him. Right. Because he's constantly on. He's constantly like having fun. He like I think he's definitely overwritten and goofy, but it just works. And I don't know what another actor would have done in his place, but the way that he can just deliver some of these bullshit lines, it just, <laughs> it just works. It works for me. And I, I think it just kind of like cements the kind stage. Kind of pulls it together. Exactly. He, he the, is the smug yeah, dialogue as hell. is the embodiment of uh, yep. pretentiousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's he does wearing it so well. that black suit and that green tie, I'm like, yes. yes. Just in, in general, the entire <laughs> aesthetic style of this movie, like I unironically love i'm like i want to wear all this leather yes bring it back like big old weird combat boots i was yeah, hoping they threw a here. line i'm like yeah for some reason there's a glitch in the matrix we all wear stupid leather none of us <laughs> like it we uh, no more like we all steel-toed combat ooh, yeah we all wear leather because it's cool as hell in the and city we look great in it i don't really know if there's a good justification for how stupid that is other than it's a weird it's, hacker collection it's that cyberpunk shit yeah like, the Wachowskis at the time were probably like Fucking, super into oh my god, you know like the movie aware. Hackers. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of uh, the hacker thing, uh, of course, this all takes place in a in a you know computer universe kind of type thing. So of course, we're going to be treated to some kind of silly '90s special effects because if the '90s, you know, the '90s catches wind of something having to do with computers or hackers, it's going to be ridiculous mm-hmm. graphics, crazy CG crap all over the place. Those trickling letters, letters and kanji going yeah. on the yep, thing. Yep. Another very iconic part of this movie. It was fun to but, see the uh, green uh, font on black background of of the computer. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. 
Remember that shit? Yep. What? See, that's something you remember not having seen The Matrix because that was all over the place. Well, but I just remember it from computers in school. (laughs) What do you think he sold to the goth vampires? I was wondering about that. For two thousand nineteen ninety nine dollars. Some sort of computer program for sure. It was a sex tape. Do you think it was like a Shadowrun (laughs) style, like it was an RPG? No, no. Yes, one of those choose your own adventures. Do you think he was selling Shadowrun? The video game. Hell yeah. No, I am saying... Well, is that enough to call somebody your own personal Jesus Christ? I'm not so sure. Guys, it, guys, it was a pirated copy you of really Zorn. wanted it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you obviously. go. What I was trying to say was, do you think it's like a Shadowrun-style e-drug? E like, Oh my god, he's like, I gotta, hold on, uh, I gotta jack uh, in. Let me jack in and then get jacked <laughs> off by this... Because uh, Shadowrun has these, like, they invented their own drugs, and one of them is like a virtual world you jack into and then you just like get get high as hell get high as hell <laughs> free base i mean freeware yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> free base is software i love the, <laughs> that whole scene was wonderful because you know these people just show up to his door and like i like there's just like a girl in the background background has like the crazy like nose ring to earring yeah like, yeah cascading like jewelry situation they're beating us over the head in case you didn't think these people were free i they are loved it oh my god i i wanted them to show back up and get shot or something and then for it to be like it's okay they were weird goth vampires it's totally (laughs) no i want them to be on their team (laughs) no no spoilers but they lean much much more heavily heavily into the uh goth rave party orgy scene in future installments okay well so i've got to watch them now. i think this they do there's only so many humans Wachowski's left people showing get to me yeah, <laughs> yeah no i i mean yeah, this right. is i like to use the term painterly sometimes when you refer to uh media and i think that this the scene where the cyber goths uh, meet with thomas it was totally the Wachowskis' thumbprint. The Wachowskis are weird cyber goths. Yeah. yeah. They were like the twins in the next movie, weird cyber mm-hmm. goths. T- totally the Wachowskis. It's just their vibe. Yeah. So. Platinum dreadlocks. Yep, yeah. Yep, those guys. Yep. I think we, uh, we need to get to the point now where we're uh, going to get some listener questions in. So we've got two questions from Matthew Morris. We'll just go those rapid fire. And uh, you, you can pick one to uh, answer. So uh, his two questions are, one, what changed the last time you experienced a deja vu? And two, what do you think your goopy pod bod is powering on the surface world right now? I get deja vu all the time. So anybody who's got like a three-year-old out there, <laughs> if you're not actively aware of what point in the house they are at any given time they can run past you from the left and then five seconds later run past you from the left again and you go whoa not deja vu but i wonder if he was screwing around under the bathroom sink or something like that (laughs) what the heck was that so um it's not deja vu it's just things move funny when you're not watching them (laughs) uh i would like to think uh, i love order I love crosswalks. I like to think that I'm uh, uh, powering a series of, of crosswalks that actually work when you press the button. That's what Ooh, I think. Ooh, that that's power. very useful. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's not many out there, but when you find them, it means a lot to me personally. 
Um, I think that my uh, goo pod is for sure powering like an anime figurine factory <laughs> like, where they make the various like Dio figurines and stuff. I'm saying that because I'm looking at my Dio figurine right now. Well, this now. is 1999. Oh, in 1999. So like well, lots of lots and lots of Evangelion figures. For sure. Oh, oh yeah. a whole horde of gun- Gundams yeah. for sure. I think yeah. my I think my goo pod is probably powering um, a computer that I'm jacking into the matrix with i don't i don't know hmm. yeah. i would love weirdly if your goo pod was powering the computer that you mike urban were working on and it was like this weird oh, symbiotic like oh, yeah. circle thing yeah yeah i'm in it that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> powering yourself yeah. yeah i think of myself as powering like one one hundred thousandth of a huge mainframe <laughs> because i desperately cherish my spot as a gear in a big machine okay so that, that that is the truth in just religion. one stack in those uh server farms absolutely yeah. i like i like that so this one comes from ben cook uh what would be the first skill that you would download into your matrix brain if you were able to download a skill all of them oh my god um probably how to be happy oh man that's gotta be first <laughs> yeah number one <laughs> uh how to how to smile I think sincerely I would like to download like how to draw good. <laughs> how to make anime titty. <laughs> Myself. Yeah. My own. No, no. I think I would download how, like how to draw. I mean like the boring answer. Well, it's not boring. I think everyone would be like, I download all the languages in the world. Cause like, yeah, of course. Yeah. But no, I, I think like selfishly, I'd like to be able to draw things. That takes a lot of work. It's hard. I guess I'd start with expert level banjo and then nice. I'd have to think about it. But anyway. Expert level potty training. I think that would be. <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. That's very useful. For you or someone else? <laughs> Aww. Uh, for, for my son. Um, okay. Craig Hart asks, in life, do you see yourself as Neo learning to control your personal matrix or more of a Morpheus looking for the one to set you free? Good philosophical question, oh, I guess. Damn. Jeez. Damn, neither, baby. I feel baby. like I'm on a dating program. I'm fucking Cypher. Oh, Let's man. Forget, you, baby. You, you coward <laughs> traitor. Let me, let me he jack- wants to eat that steak. I know, I know the look of a man who wants a good steak. Yeah, I want to jack in and forget. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm, I'm a cyber goth. <laughs> I'm one of the vampire cyber goths, and okay. I'm, I'm in the club. Okay, so you, I'm Cypher. You're a vampire cyber goth who's buying something. I'm buying e-drugs. Okay. <laughs> so neither. Neither of those. I, I, that is too highbrow for me. I can be neither Neo nor Morpheus. I am merely a cyber goth. To answer your question, we're definitely not the two you put, you're proposed. That's, uh, we know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah, that's beyond us. Yeah. Agent Smith. Nice. That's who you are. I'm Agent, not the the one on the right. Agent C. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm one of those people who hangs out, wait for those sweet cookies at the Oracles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I, I'm. I'm neither of those either. I'm. I don't know. You're white Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I guess that's what I am. <laughs> Yin and Yang. I'm. I'm still sad that I didn't get my cookie at the Oracle. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what cookies were those they look like oatmeal to yeah me. they were crunchy they yeah. were crunchy which yeah i don't like a crunchy cookie personally yeah, so mm-hmm. that was yeah. fucked up so i would have th- i would have given it back uh sean shank redemption asks was what was was what re- really baked neo's noodle whether he would have knocked over the vase or uh was it all the thc in that cookie uh, ha, ha, ha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that grandma uh, knows what's going on i think the grandma put in um neo's cyber drugs into, Ooh, she yeah. hacked into his cook- yeah, those cookies. cookies for sure well it's all just data at that point True. oh my god so, exactly yeah. exactly 
Is Grandma is Grandma Oracle like in the pod? Oh man, I can't. That's a great question. I think they address it the next movie because okay. the actress dies, and oh. then they have to like double down on it's a Dumbledore situation. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, uh, but I forget. And I think they go. I think they definitely tell you in the next movie, okay. but I don't remember. All right, to be continued. I'll find mm-hmm. out later. <laughs> I think the last scene is with her. Is that true? I don't it know. is. Yeah, she's at the very end. Oh God, yes. it is. Um. All right. So the last question from Mike Lane. Mike Lane from Cthulhu and Friends. What happens to the people whom the agents inhabit, and do people's skills and abilities developed inside matter outside the Matrix? That's a good question. Great question. I don't think we've ever seen somebody that the uh, an agent takes over their body. I don't think they've ever survived the situation. Yeah. Not because not because the agent is in them, but because a bullet is very yeah. quickly Ooh. in them afterwards. I do think the people that are inhabited die immediately. You think so? Yep. I would think they don't. I would think they just kind of like shake and go back. Either is possible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've always thought of it as they're still there. I mean, for crying out loud, they're all in a waiting room, you know, mentally, True. you know, yeah, checked yeah. out. I figured the actual act of getting killed or hit, you know, shot or hit by a train or something like that is what kills them. Yeah, I, I always kind of thought, too, that the agents were sort of like your... Um, uh, Pinkertons that are allowed to do whatever they wanted and they could get like their own results so like okay agents you're allowed to uh, lower our total voltage quota for this month by inhabiting mm-hmm. people a quarter of a percent yeah <laughs> so go crazy I don't know what was the second part to that question oh uh, also um, do people's skills and abilities that are developed inside the matrix i.e. neo learning all those kung fu arts or you know combat training matter outside the matrix well, kung fu's just something in your mind anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I guess it's like muscle well, memory. Well, I guess there's so. muscle memory. I don't think we've ever seen, again, this, uh, I think a lot of what happens outside the Matrix happens in movies two and three, but I'm not so sure that we see any evidence that there's any effect. You, you know, think about this, though. They're technically learning that information outside the Matrix because they're getting jacked yeah, physically exactly. with a coax yep. into the back of yep, their brain. So, I, think, so they, I, think, I that, think they learn it in both places. They probably don't have the muscle memory to be able to do the Kung Fu's outside of it. But if it's but like, like, if they, like flying a helicopter, they'd yeah, be able yeah, to do if, that. If Trinity can fly a helicopter, she can fly it anyway. Yeah. That's my assumption. All right. Cool. Good point. Well, that's all the questions I have. Um, so now we're back to our conversation. Um, we'll want to, is there anything else that we want to discuss about the movie before we kind of go into the decision? Um, one thing I thought was really interesting, like watching this in the year 2017 was, you know, the fact that the group that's trying to get everyone to be like, the matrix is the system that's put in place to keep you down was full of women and like not white guys. I thought that was a really interesting choice. On Lukowski's part, and I don't know if that was intentional. I would think it was. Um, yeah, and Neo was originally pitched for um, Will Smith, so you, you would potentially in the initial uh, would have been a different part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it would, it we would have got a rap at the end. Yeah. Of the <laughs> that would have been very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you could you would have um, sidestepped the white savior situation er, there. Right, but, yeah, right, right, but but even still, I th- I just thought that was a very interesting definitely thing to be like, hey, everyone, like there there are problems in the system, and we need to break it down. Yeah. Well, and 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 knowing knowing what we know about the Wachowskis now, we know they transition exactly. Yeah, and yeah, so exactly. I, I've read a lot of online about like how sort of um, this was sort of uh, 
there's a lot of things about that sort of hidden in these movies that that you know they that's what all, i've read as well they were, yeah they were already thinking about these things back then and and very right. much about that I, I don't know how else to explain it you you have to read these things for yeah yourself. no no like <laughs> the fact that like like i like, like what's reality like what reality forces on you yeah. is not necessarily what is true for yeah. you and and morpheus definitely says a line basically of like people started to question and i don't know if it's just the the time that we're living in right now but it definitely had this moment of like oh of course these are the people that'd be like wait a second this kind of fucked like yeah like, yeah well i think it's also I mean, tim and i were talking about this too that the the whole term like red pill now is like completely taken and means something different uh because there's the whole like you know subreddit like yeah. red pill that's like extremely misogynist yeah and which is especially funny because the movie that it came from is made by two trans women yeah. right what's happening this is really yeah. weird like this is a weird uh uh, uh like term to somebody use somebody should yourself. blow their minds with that now yeah exactly yeah i mean they probably know i don't it, yeah it's bizarre so i, I think it's very interesting to watch the matrix in like the current zeitgeist of 2017 definitely which is really why I, I i will be interested in hearing uh sometime about your reactions to the second two movies and the animatrix jennifer because that's uh that's yeah i i totally want to watch them now i like i said i like really enjoyed myself watching it like i i mean i watch a lot of anime i really like kind of over the top stuff um and i felt like this was i would call it like delightfully cheesy like the fights were goofy like i was like cracking up during them but i like loved it and i actually thought that the like general like philosophy of it was was really interesting it was not like funny like i was like oh that's like uh, that makes me think a lot you know uh, and I didn't think it was like overwrought or anything. So yeah. all in it's all, a, it's a thoughtful I, movie. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I, and even though I I know the next two movies are less critically acclaimed, I still want to watch them. <laughs> is it is it too damaging to Jennifer's uh, objectiveness, objectivity to at least give our impressions of the second two films? No, or, it's okay. Or, and and the Animatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the. Uh, the other ones in a million years, but I think I said it earlier that there are, there are very cool scenes, but overall they're not very good. A couple of iconic things happen that are part of the matrix as a whole, but it would have been nicer and cleaner if they just happened in the first Mm. damn movie. So you wouldn't have to watch those other two. I, like I said before, I unabashedly love the, the two sequels. And I think I feel like maybe uh, maybe I was just I'm just was too into the philosophy or everything like that compared to other people when they're kind of like eh. But I I thought that they were they were again great movies, but with the problems that like like a good editor could have solved. Like a yeah, yeah. there's a 22 minute scene in the third movie that is like 22 minutes too long. You know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just want to say I watched the second movie once in the theater and I wanted to like it and I was like eh, but I just don't. I watched the third movie once in the theater and I was I wanted it to be over with halfway oh, through no. with the third movie. So, yeah, I, I the Matrix was over for me halfway through this, oh, the man. That movie. was not the reaction I got in the theater in the second movie. People loved it. They they were like, oh, my God, this is such a cliffhanger. So it, it really depends, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited it to does. watch them. I, I think I'll watch it again now that I heard that they're on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. OK, well, we'll be right back with our. Decision on The Matrix. After this, Neo, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You go on believing The Matrix is the real world. You take the red pill. 
you get the truth. You get to see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Also, we'll give you fucking kung fu powers. Whoa. Heavy. Okay. I think I'll take the red pill. Wait. I have more pills to choose from. Oh, um, okay. The green pill, for example. You take the green pill, you still wake up from the Matrix, you get the fucking kung fu powers, but you have to stay hooked up to all your hoses in the real world. Mm, my, my what now? Hoses? Hooked up to hoses? Yes, hooked up to a bunch of hoses, floating in a tepid pool of recycled human slurry. Goddamn, what? Why, why would I ever want to do that? That's like the red pill, but way, way, way worse. Why is that even an option? Perhaps you would prefer the yellow pill. You take the yellow pill, you still get out of the Matrix, and your body will become strong like the Incredible Hulk. Now that sounds a lot more promising. Yes. Outside the Matrix, you will be strong. But inside the Matrix, you would be a total weakling who couldn't fight a baby. It's a trade-off. That's a shame. Is it better to be super strong in the Matrix or outside the Matrix? Considering the world outside the Matrix is mainly populated with giant robotic murder machines, I don't think super strength is all that useful. Then that's not really a good selling point, is it? Consider the purple pill, then. Now, what, what does that one do? No one's ever taken that one before. Want to be the first? You, you know, the, the, the biggest problem I have with that is it implies you actually got someone to take the green pill? There's something about floating in tepid human slurry that is soothing. To some. What about the orange one? What's, what's with the orange pill? Dayquil, do you have a cold? No, I don't. The flu? Any sort of virus? Are you going to make a computer virus joke now? No, I mean, maybe I was, but I wouldn't have to now. Yeah, let's not. Of course, there's still the aquamarine pill to go over. You take the... Um, yeah, hi, Morpheus. Trinity here. Say, you'd probably better get back here ASAP. I think the agent is on your long-winded conversation in there, because there's about a dozen sentinels tearing the ship apart. Just another moment, Trinity. I believe Neo is about to make his choice. Actually, I'm more confused than ever. Yeah, I wouldn't have called you up if it wasn't super important that you come back right now, immediately. Like, in ten more seconds, don't even bother, because we're all dead. <sighs> Fine. Here, Neo, I'll just leave all these pills with you. When the time comes, please make your decision wisely. Good luck. Now, Trinity! <laughs> Whoa, he's gone. Okay, um, crap. Which pill was the one I wanted? I forgot. Let me see. Good evening, Mr. Anderson. Oh, no. It's you again. Morpheus said you'd kill me for sure if you ever come up with me. No time. Gotta, gotta swallow. All the pills. Holy shit. I can't believe you just did that. Dude. Ten years later. I was this close to having Neo out of the Matrix Trinity. Oh, god damn it! Not this again. This close. He could have been the one. He could have saved us all. Mm -hmm. Instead, he's just been going from one Burning Man festival to another on a permanent Matrix trip with his new best friend, Agent Smith. 
Yeah, well, look on the bright side, Morpheus. With Agent Smith's new passion for fire spinning and garbage art, he hasn't been hating humanity enough to want to destroy us all. You won't even let me have this little bit of therapeutic misery, will you? Why don't you just go do what you do to relax whenever you get like this? Fine, then. I'm going to go soak in a nice, tepid, human slurry bath. There you go. And think about how you've robbed the human race of liberty. Oh, go fuck yourself, Morpheus. Welcome back. So, now is time to make our decision on whether The Matrix, 1999 movie, is sacred. Bovinus Sanctorum. Or if it should be put out to pasture. Bovinus Excommunicado. All right. So, we always let our guests go first. So, I mean... Which one of you wants to go first in saying whether it's sacred or should be put out to pasture? Um, I can go first. Okay. I I think Bovinus Sanctorum, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was fun, and I I think that hearing people talk about it for so long, I thought it was going to be bad, and I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I agree, Bovinus Sanctorum. It's uh, one of the most culturally relevant films uh, made in the past 20 years, and on top of that, it's super like fun to watch and i think it's pretty good to boot yeah well i'm gonna call it sacred as well you know i was a little worried because uh my most recent memory well yeah i'd say the most recent memory of the matrix is probably those sequels which again i didn't like that much and i was afraid like oh wait what if they all sucked and i just didn't remember (laughs) or what if it's too 90s and it's it's not gonna you know really do it for me anymore but those were all unfounded fears i thought it was uh it held up really well, and even though the you know the the satire of it and it's kind of faded from from you know memory, it it's still worthwhile in its own right. So very sacred. And Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, no surprise to anyone. Um, I I thought <laughs> he only liked the sequels. He hated the original. <laughs> That's what yeah, it is. That through those movies, uh, that movie. Uh, no, I uh, I I thought it was sacred. Uh, Bovinus Sanctorum. Honestly. Uh, this was a standalone movie. We were all hankering for sequels, you know, after it, uh, even though it didn't really need it. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think this has stood the test of time and it's just the right amount of CG and practical effects. I think that it's not like obscene, unlike watching the Star Wars prequels. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. even bring that up. <laughs> no, th- this movie looks very good. So, yeah, that that is really it. That is our show. No dissenting voices no. on that. I mean, all, all, we can, all four we can go it. find Perfect. somebody. I mean, sure, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> who hated The Matrix? Shut Just up. go to Reddit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's an go easy one. The Matrix is good. It. You should like it. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good yeah. to watch. If, you, if it's been a while since you watched it, you should watch it again. If you haven't watched it and you listen to this, what are you doing? <laughs> That's weird. It's on flipping Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Thank you, Tim and Jennifer, for coming on, uh, talking with us about The Matrix. I uh, hope you had a good time. Yeah, thanks Great for having time. us. Perfect time. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And hopefully maybe you can come on some other time and talk about some other things, whatever. So Yeah, I'd love to. We'll see what other weird movies I haven't watched. <laughs> this will be fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you that, uh, for some reason, have never heard of you before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can you can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Cheek. Yeah, Twitter's the best place. If I'm going to do anything that's not on Twitter, I'll say it on Twitter. So it's just at Tim Lanning. All right, Pete, uh, you're finally on Twitter for the third month in a row. Uh, where can people find you? Nice. <laughs> 
Yeah, third month in a row, and I've used it for approximately three weeks, but I'm trying to be better. I, I'm going to give it good faith effort to actually check it once a month, sit down, fire up the old desktop, and uh, do that. But but I'm at, uh, I'm going to always regret this, at not underscore wheat, W-E-E-T underscore Pete. It was so funny until like a minute after I hit the create like, button or whatever, and then I'm I was like, oh, I've made forever. a terrible mistake. Not wheat Pete. This is ridiculous. Not underscore wheat Pete. Sorry. Uh, underscore wheat underscore p i'm at white morph on twitter uh you can find our podcast at sacred cows pod find and follow us there um you can also send us if you have like longer form questions or movie suggestions or you have an idea for these sketches that you hear throughout um sacred cows at hero of the com, or if you're being silly it's sacred cows at he roof the com. it's the same thing think about it <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of a theme going with all of our different yeah, addresses but, but, yeah. and and finally um yeah we just uh, we just love hearing from you so we want to get those uh five star itunes ratings and reviews although i hear i'm supposed to call it apple Podcasts these days so so yeah <laughs> what so we would love to hear hear that and uh that is all we have today. Good night, everybody. Sacred Cows Tonight is a production of Sacred Cows Tonight. Executive producers, Mike and Pete. All sketches were performed by Tim Lanning, Jennifer Cheek, Mike, and Pete, and were edited and produced by Pete. The sketches A Day in the Life of the Nebuchadnezzar and Many Colorful Pills were written by Pete with assistance from Mike. Main portions of the episode are edited by Eli Ramsey. Want to contribute your sketch to Sacred Cows tonight? Email us your script or proposal to sacredcows at heroofthewebcom